Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins will be back tomorrow. It's a lot to get to today. Uh, the immigration bill that's been talked about a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, dropped. Yeah. A- and I think it was worse than what even Republicans expected. Is that possible? Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. And you know why. Uh, and you knew it was going to be bad because they announced uh, on Friday that it would be dropping that evening. You do not drop something that you're proud of on a Friday evening. No, that, you don't. At least in that world. That's not, some, you know, you wait until Monday or you wait until maybe Sunday so you can make the rounds and then promote this great new bipartisan compromise on the border that really does a few things that might help the border crisis. However, the president can undo it in a, in a heartbeat. Um, and also, $118 billion, $60 billion of that is military aid to Ukraine. Another fourteen billion of that is to Israel. I well, wait a minute. The vast majority of the funding has nothing to do with our border. No, it does not. How is that a border security bill then? I don't understand it. And from the different talking head shows were people that were touting the bill, talking about how the sixty billion to Ukraine was gonna help our border. Did they ever get to that? No. I didn't hear it. Because it doesn't make any sense. No, and you got you know Republican senators like uh, uh, Langford out of uh, Oklahoma who's out there saying, "Hey, this is a great border bill," and hey, you know all these uh, take a hike of dude. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Look, I I understand where Democrats are coming from because Democrats hate America. It's and they a, want to fundamentally change it. Forever. It is. Yeah, right. And what, yeah, I got a little bit of pushback on that the other day when I say hate America. You know, it, because of the fundamentally changing aspect of what the Democrats really want to do. I mean, you don't you don't uh, go through the expensive and time-consuming process of renovating your kitchen if you don't hate your existing kitchen, right? Yeah, they. Th- I guess you could say they love the America they imagine in the future, right? Not the way it has been, right? And, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, but but the the thing that's always astounding, even though you know it to be true, is how there are certain Republican lawmakers who absolutely hate their voting base. That's the surprising part. Yeah, or they just don't care because they're the ruling class. Yeah. And it's to benefit them in the end. I just don't understand how it makes sense at all. Um, but, you know, media is going to do what they were going to do. And they throw it out there, and Republicans have a problem with this. Yeah. And it seems like Donald Trump is controlling the party right now because he doesn't like the bill. He doesn't want to give Biden a win. And I'm paraphrasing of the coverage that I'm seeing on legacy media, but that's the way it's going, which is what you would figure. No, yeah, there there are plenty of conservatives who aren't like the never Trump crazy people, but don't like Trump at all. Yeah. Who are also looking at this and going, wait a minute, hold on a second. The vast majority of the funding, first and foremost, is not going towards border security. It's going towards Ukraine and Israel, both of which you can make your arguments about whether that's good or bad to, to fund or to provide military aid. 
But in the context of a border security bill, it makes absolutely no freaking sense. Well, 5,000 a day can still come in. 5,000 a day. Yeah. And that, just keep on coming. So that, and, and if Trump does get in office, you can't do anything about it. Right. It'll, so, yeah, the, the toughest portions of the bill sunset in like three years anyway. But, yeah, the president actually, Joe Biden would be able to, uh, if it's in the national interest, get rid of the tougher uh, uh, portions in terms of border enforcement. So, really, you're, you're just giving away so much. And the whole point of this, from the Democrat perspective, and you're, and I mean, again, I think a lot of uh, Republicans who are trying to do the whole bipartisan charade, oh, they fell on. into the trap yet again, because all this does is potentially set up Republicans for a really nasty talking point from the left, which is, well, you know, Republicans, they obviously don't care about border security. They won't. Pff, they wouldn't even vote for the border security bill. That was the whole point of this whole thing. But even the likes of Bill Maher sees through it says they really don't want to do anything okay it's like this game they play it's what we've talked about i don't know a hundred times it is this game where you have to act like you're concerned but you're really not and then you put out this bill to say see we're trying to do everything we can knowing that the lapdogs in the media who you're in bed with will parrot all those talking points to say yep the republicans they just don't want to play ball they don't want to work together they're xenophobic Blah, blah 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 and on it goes Okay, so you watched 60 Minutes last night, or at least this segment of it. I have not seen this, but you said this is amazing. I will say this. Yeah, 60 Minutes, they sent a crew down to the section of, or a section of the border in Southern California where there's a gap in the fence. Um, and it's not just like somebody cut through the fence. What it is is uh, you've got the end of the bollard fencing, the wall, uh, and a little outcropping of rock. And in between there, you could put another post in there, theoretically, but they haven't. So it's being advertised all around the world as like, hey, here's where you can come in. You pay us X amount of dollars and we'll drop you off right here. And, you know, the few hours that 60 Minutes was out there, they saw multiple convoys coming in, dropping people off. And then they walk about half a mile once they cross the border. uh, And there's an orderly line where they say, yeah, I'm claiming asylum. And then they go on their very merry way. I mean, it's astounding. Like, dude, put some plywood there or something, right? (laughs) Right. I'll go to Home Depot. I'll I'll install (laughs) it for you. It's okay. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, w- once you get to the other side of it, though, you are on, on private property, and it's owned by a dude named Jerry Schuster. Okay. Who, who, he's an immigrant. He's from Yugoslavia. And he was interviewed by 60 Minutes about what this has been like for him, knowing that this is advertised online in places like China, multiple African countries, not to mention South and Central America, um, to say, hey, show up here, and it's on his property. Oh, my goodness. All right, roll it. When they come over here, they come with the suitcases. They come prepared with the computers, just like they got off on a Norwegian cruise ship yesterday. You're an immigrant yourself. Hold on a second. Just to go off what, man, we've said this so many times. It's not like you're old school asylum seekers. It is like they're on vacation. Well, yeah, the astounding thing is uh, towards the beginning of that report, um, from 60 Minutes, they said, you know, we saw some people carrying, you know, dusty-looking, raggedy right. backpacks. Because a lot of these people had, you know, cell phones and rolling luggage, like nice luggage that they were toting around. 
I've seen your luggage, David, and you've seen mine. Yeah. It's pretty crappy. Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You're an immigrant yourself. Yes. Where did you come from? I come from Yugoslavia. You came through the front door? I came through the front door. And what do you think about this? They, they don't care. Have you ever just yelled, get out of here? Well, they say uh, I, uh, that was uh, like four months ago. There was eight guys started uh, knocking my trees and start burning my, my, my trees on the other side. Uh -huh. So I told them, please don't do that. Please don't. They started surrounding me. I went home and I got my gun and I shoot in the air. They arrest me. They arrested you? Yeah, they arrested me. On your property? Yeah, on my property. Yeah, just because wow. I asked them not to burn the trees, not to knock the fences. And they, they arrested me. They put me in a police car and just protecting my own land yeah. that is insane yeah that is so infuriating yeah <laughs> and the 60 minutes person do you ever want to just tell them to go right you know don't you see people on the left watching this shrieking how could you say that right, exactly look, look at what this guy's going through i'm telling you man this is why people watch yellowstone because in that scene, Rip would show up and justice would be done. But, yeah, I mean, the but, guy, the, but in this world, this is absolute insanity. Yeah, the guy, the guy's getting surrounded by thugs who are chopping down his trees and lighting fires and whatnot. Goes doesn't shoot any of them. Shoots it in the air. He right. gets arrested. Now he was Unreal. never he was never charged, but the state of California confiscated the firearm. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. I'm sure Gavin Newsom is very proud mm -hmm. of that, too. Meanwhile, um, did see this. And we've talked about this before. You're checking out news, you know, from different angles to see who's covering what. Um, Huffington Post was on this. Wow. NBC's Kristen Walker shocked by new, truly stunning Biden-Trump poll. <laughs> Just shocked by it. Well, what are they talking about? Well, on the Sunday show, you got Steve Kornacki. He's busting down the numbers. And they're having a hard time figuring out how is Trump so far ahead of Biden. Let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare uh -oh. that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. It's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls uh but not anymore yeah of course so you cut to the chase and they're trying to figure this out how could this be yeah and it's put that in further context too bush in his second term wasn't running for re-election here's the presidents who were running for re-election in our poll starting their re-election year what was their approval rating bush was over 50 he won <laughs> obama was almost at 50 he won trump four years ago was 46 he lost Look how low Biden's number is compared to those predecessors how can that be? at this point. Their number's all much bigger than yeah. President Biden's. It, it shows you the yeah. Master of the obvious. Thank you, Chris. In the coming months. Uh, the issues that are driving this, too, the economy, no surprise, we've been talking about it, but look at that advantage for Trump, 22 points, wow. and securing the border here, folks, oh. a very important Trump with a 35-point advantage. The economy is so striking, Steve, because... Jobs are up. Inflation is down. Voters aren't ah, giving him yes. credit for that. Clearly. Yes, I yeah. got the eye roll from Van Camp. Well, inflation is, is down. Okay. 
I get, but when people are still they're still behind, man, way behind on their bills, they really don't care what the CPI number says because increasing at three and a half percent or whatever, when you've already had what fifteen, sixteen percent on top of that, is still a massive increase in the cost of stuff. Dude, did you hear the stat? And you can fact check this. Heard it over the weekend. For people with car loans, half are upside down six grand. Owing six grand more than what the car is worth. The defaults on car loans, it's rampant. Yeah. It's all over the place. And you already know about credit card debt. People are going deeper and deeper into credit card debt just to pay for their bills. Yeah. You see this. You say, go to the grocery store if you want to talk about inflation. It's going great. Blah, right. blah, blah. But then they, they still think the economy's a win. Yeah, there are a couple areas in here I think where Democrats see, see potential opportunities to grow Biden's support. Certainly they are hoping the economy, folks change their perceptions of it and start rewarding Biden for it. That's what they're hoping, certainly. Dude, that's just delusional. Yeah. Well, People aren't buying this crap anymore. No, and I, I saw a focus group over the weekend where, um, and it was on MSNBC, where one of the guys, young guy, was asked, you know, do you have a lot of friends who are now thinking about voting for Trump? And the guy says, yeah, because it comes down to this. We weren't broke under Trump. And, you, and you know, again, there's only so much a president can do with an economy Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as they like to say, there's no switch in the Oval Office that can make things better or worse. There's an element of truth to that because the economy is complex. Of course it is. Yeah. That being said, you can do a lot to screw it up. And at every turn, Joe Biden has screwed it up. That is 100% true. I mean, you could say that. Well, that's just an opinion. That's No, I mean, when you for people saying it, I mean, the economy is going great under Biden because of what policy? Name two. Yeah. See if someone could do it. They can't. All right, much to get to, including uh, what happened uh, with our military in Iran over the weekend. Much more coming up. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. With the football season wrapping up and basketball heating up, now's a great time to try the number one daily fantasy sports app. We're talking about prize picks. It is the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Very easy. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection in a wide variety of stats, and then place your entry. Yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, the huge selection of players, sports, and stats options. Plus, not to brag, I'm doing pretty well right now. Nobody likes to brag. Yeah, not bad, though. 
Price Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance to keep you in the game, even if one of your players goes down. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Very simple. Just download the Prize Picks app and use code MVCR. That's code MVCR on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right. Marshall Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He'll be back tomorrow. I was told part of the strategy in the Super Bowl coming up for the Chiefs is going to shout out the play ahead of time so the 49ers know what's coming. You know, fake <laughs> yeah. Kelsey across the middle. Right. Um, I, I guess taking, you know, cue from our leaders as far as, hey, uh, these Iranian back militias, let us tell you what we're going to do ahead of time. Yeah. So that way the terrorists can scram and get out of there before we hit you. Mm-hmm. How does this make any sense? Yeah, Joe Biden dropped a bunch of bombs on Iraq and Syria over the weekend as retaliation for the Iranian backed strike that killed three of our soldiers. Now, I think in fairness, you can say, well, well, uh, uh, Donald Trump, for instance, did call uh, the Russians ahead of bombing the airbase in Syria, I believe that was. But those were totally different circumstances. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, hey, you killed our guys, we're going to kill your guys. That that wasn't the deal at that time. This was a punch to the nose to Bashar al-Assad at the time um, in Syria. So there, there's a difference there. Um, but, well, and our men and women have been attacked 166 times now. Right. So that that's a problem, obviously. So, what you know... I thought it was interesting. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was on CNN and was asked a very simple question. Hey, who did we kill in this? What what was the purpose of these strikes? What would you do? Well, that's a simple question. The president has approached this with a straightforward principle, which is that the United States will step up and respond when our forces are attacked. And the United States also is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East. We are not looking Stop with to that. take the United States to war. So we are going to continue to pursue a policy that goes down both of those lines simultaneously, that responds with force and clarity, as we did on Friday night, uh, but also that continues to hew to an approach that does not get the United States pulled into a war uh, that we have seen too frequently in the Middle East. Okay. (laughs) Force and clarity. What's the clarity? Yeah, right. What was the question again? Who did we kill? Anyone answer the question? No. How about uh, these forces, these forces, these forces have been doing this, and that's why we hit each one of them, and we're going to continue to do so until they stop doing what they're doing. What is wrong with saying that? And yes, I understand you don't want a wider war, but you know what happens when you tell people like this you don't want a wider war? That means, oh, we can keep just chipping away at you. Yeah. You know, as far as as far as the Houthis, oh yeah, we'll just keep bombing cargo ships. We'll just keep sending drones after them. I mean, they don't want a wider war. They've said so, so yeah, we right. can just keep jacking with them. It 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 makes no sense. And listen, just a couple of jamokes on the radio. I get it, but when you watch different military uh, military advisors that you respect, they say the same thing. 
How in the world is that effective? Can you name a time where that has been effective? Right. If you could do that, it would be something else, but there are no examples of that. It's just crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story today, David. Biggest story of the day is that there is a bipartisan border security bill that's out, and, um, well, it, it just really kind of seems like you, the Republicans in the bipartisan agreement just sold out Republican voters again. Um 100%. I mean, it's not all that surprising. It's still disappointing. The good news is that Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, says, oh, no, as written, this bill is dead on arrival as soon as it gets to the House, if it gets to the House. Something else we got to get to. You know, it's Black History Month, and Target wanted to celebrate with this book of magnets for kids, including different civil rights leaders. There was a little whoopsie with that one. Uh-oh. We'll get to that and much more coming up. Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins will be back tomorrow. Did see him speak at his mom's funeral over the weekend. It was very touching, as you would imagine. It was really well done by Scott. Um, obviously, thinking about him and praying for him, and I know he appreciates everyone that's reached out to him and his family. It's been overwhelming as far as the support. I know he really appreciates that. So I wanted to mention that real quick. Um, you have a story about Brandon Johnson, David, the uh, mayor of Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's mayor, Brandon Johnson, says he can't take a trip to the border because people have been asking, hey, you've been jumping up and down yelling about the border crisis, about how it's affecting the city of Chicago now because you've got all these migrants that you don't know where to put. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are asking, hey, why not go down to the border to see the root cause of the crisis that's landed on your doorstep in Chicago? Got a little indignant there. Saying, hey, you don't understand. I got a life to live here, pal. Wait a second. He, all you'd have to do is fly down, spend, what, six, seven hours tops to mm-hmm. get a grasp of what's going on, you would think? Okay. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. There's soccer games. You don't mind missing those, right? It's not like a basketball game or a baseball game, right? It's Football. not like a real sport, yeah. Anyway, just joking. Go ahead. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date, and I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. No mayor in the history of Chicago's had a family? I, in athletics? Ever? I find that a little hard to believe. But Not that I want to go through the research. I don't care that much. But what? you've never had one like me. <laughs> Okay, dude, whatever. And plus, yeah. we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget. To- Are you telling me that if you went to Texas for a date, it would get worse in Chicago? Right. How is that possible as far as the safety goes? Give me a break. I still have a budget that I have to address, and I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible. What, what if he had a Hispanic wife with Hispanic children? Would that make it different? <laughs> or, or a white wife with white children? I don't know. Uh, what does race have to do with any of it? 
I guess if that's the card you play all the time, it's just like you go back to it. It's like a guitarist that only knows 10 licks. Right. Okay, you got time to solo. You're pretty limited in what you can do. He's the Angus, he's the Angus Young of race hustlers. Man, I, I got to stick up for Angus this one. He's got at least 60 licks. Come on. It's just the same thing every time. That's amazing. A black wife with black children. Yeah, I can't right. go to Texas. What, what does How that does that make sense to anybody? It, it makes no sense at all. No. No, it does not. Okay. Man, I'm tempted to go in a different direction here. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Okay. Because th- okay. Did you hear? I was going to do this for my story. I'll do something different. Did you hear this whole thing that's blown up online about this teacher that's teaching critical thinking skills to a student. It was so refreshing. I saw this online. Elon Musk had commented on it. All these people are saying this is what schools should be. Okay, it's a longer clip. But the way it starts, and we don't even know. I've read a couple of different stories. It doesn't say where this teacher is at. I guess it doesn't matter. But they're talking about J.K. Rowling. The kids want to talk about J.K. Rowling. Have different questions. Okay? Harry Potter author. Okay. She stood up to the trans activists, um, didn't say what they thought she should say, and they went scorched earth on her. And so the kid wants to ask the teacher uh, what his thoughts are on her. I thought of it because of this nonsense we just heard from Johnson. Like a critical thinker would be like, what does that have to do with anything? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So we pick it up with the kid asking, you know, your thoughts on J.K. Rowling. So one of these tweets that she came up with in 2019, she said, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you... Um, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for starting that, for stating that sex is real. So you find that bigoted? What do you find about it? It was. And just, to, you know, he had said at the beginning, so I'm trying to, you know, get it down as short as possible. We want to teach critical thinking, and the kid's already coming in saying she's bigoted. And he's like, wait a second, let's see, is she bigoted? You know, what's an example? And he's trying to give the example, and that's it. It was deemed transphobic. Like, I myself... Do you find that transphobic yourself? uh, I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm just going with what a lot of other people have said. So let's pause it. Let's not go with what other people are saying. Let's try and learn how to critically think. So let's analyze the tweet ourselves. So that statement, do you see anything problematic? Disregarding other people's opinions. Um, Go ahead. She did try and pin some things on a, spe- a specific group of per- of people. Where, she, where does she do that? do that? Can you read that? But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. So when I hear that, I'm interpreting that as meaning if a woman says that, you know, saying that there is a difference between men and female and then being attacked as transphobic, I think that's what she's saying by attacking someone for stating that sex is real. That is exactly what she's saying. Is that I, transphobic to you? So, to me, 
No. Stating that sex is real is not transphobic. It's just a fact of life. It exists. So is there anything you disagree with in that tweet? All right, time off for a second. Honestly, you see awful teaching going on all the time and indoctrination. This was like this breath of fresh air watching yeah. this. Like, holy smokes. And usually, if it's like a three-minute video on X, I'm like, I don't know if I can sit through that. <laughs> Attention spans or whatever. Oh, that's glued. Uh, in that tweet, I can't really see anything that I myself disagree with, but I can see why some people would think, oh, this is offensive. We can't have that here or something, because... Sure. Uh, there's an apology tweet. What is she, let's read that. What did she say there? I haven't read that. All right, so they go over the apology tweet. I respect every trans person's right to live. All right, I'll cut to the chase. It basically says the same thing, okay? <laughs> I do not believe it is hateful to say so. Um, you see anything problematic there? She's apologizing, so no, not really. Um, if I if I could read it again. It sounds like a, the same, a very similar statement as what she was just saying. She's basically saying, like, I have nothing, to me, this is what I interpret as, I have nothing against someone being trans. Exactly. In your life, but you just don't get to impose on my, you can live how you want, I can live how I want. Yeah. And let's all, you know. Exactly. All of a sudden, this kid that goes in with, she's bigoted, she's all yeah. this. We got the critical thinking and the kids starting to see it different in real time. Yeah. So I guess now, so now that we're looking at it like, oh, there's not much difference between me or her. Do you, how, why do you, do you think it's fair that there's a, that she's being attacked by a large group of people and people are calling her? Like you said, at the beginning of this conversation, you said, given the fact that JK Rowling is transphobic, how do you feel about Harry Potter? Now, yeah. retroactively looking at that statement, do you think that that was the best way to phrase no, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, there's hope. There's hope. Which is fantastic. Because I think we've all fallen into that at some point in our lives until you do learn to critically think. Yeah. And as we've seen the indoctrination in schools time and time again, I just thought that was fantastic. So sorry to take too much time on that. I just got excited for a second. No, it's great. Forgive me. All right, we, it's that time of the show. We're a little late for it, but do it every day about this time. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. What's your story today, David? A guy was arrested in my hometown of Houston, Texas. Oh. Now, what happened? This guy, 22-year-old James Spencer, uh, apparently, uh, well, lured a pedophile to go meet up with him. Oh. Claiming that he was a child himself. Um, and well, what happened was uh, when they met up, uh, James Spencer took out the trash, killed the guy. Whoa. The pedophile. Whole body. Uh, <laughs> uh, Victim Services Director of Houston Crime Stoppers, Andy Cahan, said this was diabolically cunning. When I look at this, I'm going, this is the stuff you see in movies. But he was arrested, and he's being charged uh, with murder, first-degree felony offense of murder. But, yeah, he pretended to be a minor online, pretended to want to have relations with 37-year-old. Oh, wow. The guy's name was Sean Connery Showers, if you can believe that. Um, and they met up, and he shot and killed him. Now, apparently, the guy, uh, uh, James Spencer, did a lot of research on this guy. 
Uh, Showers did serve federal time for being in possession of child pornography, also failed to register as a a sex offender. Um, And so this guy said, hey, justice hasn't been done, so I'm going to do it myself. Now, I'm sitting here going, listen, vigilantism, no, 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 no. You can't do that. But that man should be not facing charges. So those are like, I know those, those two things aren't harmonious, logically speaking. Well, it's like the old line. I'm not saying it's right. Right. But I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery, what was the last name? Uh, Sean Connery Showers. So 007 meets 9mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my story today, uh, another story of a teacher, really. Um, you know, it's Black History Month. Target celebrating with a book of magnets for kids, including different civil rights leaders, like Booker T. Washington. But a little whoopsie. What? Uh, there was a mistake made? They got the people wrong in the book? Oh, Did they no. really? You know who discovered it, among others, was a teacher that said, went online and said, Target's got to take this off the shelves, okay? So I want to get my kids this little magnet learning activity since Black History coming up from Target. I don't know who's in charge of Target, but these need to be pulled off the shelves, like, immediately. So I teach you as history. I study history. Got mm-hmm. my major in social studies. And I noticed some discrepancies, like, as soon as I open this. For starters, this is not Carter G. Woodson. They got the name wrong. Oh. This is not W.E.B. Du Bois. And then this is not Booker T. Washington. This is Carter Woodson. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. So thought bubble, David, is it going through your mind right now? Oh my gosh. It was a bunch of white people saying, Well, he looked like him. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It's a bunch of woke white liberals going, Are you sure that's the right guy? Well, I don't know. I don't know. They all kind of look the same to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't say that. I Man, oh man. Of course you do. To me, I'm yes. just I'm I'm just outraged that they left off George Floyd. Unreal, isn't it? I get it. Mistakes happen, but this needs to be corrected ASAP. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Target said, yeah, okay, we already stopped selling those. Yep. And we notified the manufacturer, okay? We're on that. Manufacturer. Yeah. yeah. Got it? Okay. Sounds good. Cops are fed up with the Manhattan DA. Why is that? That much more coming up. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe 
severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBS-C mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out. He'll be back tomorrow. You know, running a business is a 24-7 job, and it's easy to fall behind on stuff like closing the books. Oh, yeah. And if that's you, uh, you need to know these three numbers. That's what NetSuite is telling you. 37,025 and 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and also drive down cost. Yeah, and one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, your key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. You manage risk, get reliable forecast, and improve margins. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place then just makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. So right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That is NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Okay. Remember this case from last week where you had these guys here illegally beating up New York cops. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's unreal. So police officers in New York, they are slamming the DA, Alvin Bragg. Heard of him before? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The Manhattan DA for refusing (laughs) to seek bail for these illegal immigrants that, I mean, you've probably seen the video attacking the New York City cops in Times Square. So then you had veteran police officers talking to the New York Post about this, saying it's just made a mockery of the entire justice system. And, well, one detective said Alvin Bragg just showed all New Yorkers that the police department doesn't matter to him. What this does is open the window for all people to say, we can beat up cops and nothing's going to happen to us. Thanks, Mr. Bragg. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, if you're here illegally, or I'm sorry, you're trying to uh, claim asylum... And you have a rap sheet like one of these guys already does in the, like, three months he's been here. Uh, and you're let go after beating up a cop? What do, they think you're, what do you think the cops are going to do if 
you, an actual citizen of this country, does it. Of course. And so, I don't know if you heard this, Bragg pledged on Saturday to bring a grand jury investigation into the case. Now, we're preparing to present charges to the grand jury. and We'll update the public as soon as legally permissible. We will not rest until every person who assaulted a police officer in this awful attack is held accountable. You could have kept him in jail. Yeah. It, it's absolute nonsense. One police officer said they're not coming back. I mean, they already went. Part of them went to California from what we heard last week. Yeah, they left the state. Well, of course. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you have people in neighborhoods in big cities that are seeing the writing on the wall and very upset. You know, you've heard this in Boston. You've heard it in Chicago and, of course, in New York and other cities. And this isn't going away, you know, anytime soon. I'm, I'm hoping this is true, but you really do get the feeling that more and more people are figuring this out and not trusting media and other sources the way they used to. They can see the truth for themselves. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He will be back tomorrow. Just happened to look up at the screen and saw on the news crawl, King Charles diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Just now heard that. So I'm sure there'll be an update on that a little bit later. All the details right now, that's just it. Don't know exactly what kind, what the diagnosis is, but that just popped up. So keep an eye on that. Uh, You've probably heard about the border bill, the immigration bill. What a hunk this is. You figured it would be, but not quite this bad. Well, you got the vast majority of the funding going to uh, Ukraine instead of uh, securing our own border. Uh, Bill Malugin, who's been down at the border for Fox News almost since the beginning of this current crisis, so for years now, um, and he, he went through some of the highlights here. And I think it's, you know, if you try to be neutral as possible okay. with it, that that's a decent place to start with him. Uh, no amnesty or legalization of anyone already in the U.S. illegally. It does fund an increase in ICE detention capacity uh, to get them up to about 50,000 from the current 34,000. Now, at uh, if there are seven days where the rolling average is 5,000 encounters per day at the border or 8,500 encounters in one day, DHS is required to shut down the border and turn away anyone who crosses. And they're, they're, Republicans on this bipartisan agreement are touting that as a win. 5,000 a day is still, what, 1.8 million a year? That What are we doing? And then, oh, well, we'll shut it down after that. So wait a minute, you're telling me that the federal government, or the executive branch, already has the ability to shut it down? Yep. And they're just not doing that? Correct. Oh, Okay. At least they're admitting it now. We yeah. already know it. Yeah, that means that we need another $60 billion for Ukraine, uh, obviously. 
now, now again, as he points out, it doesn't mean that 5,000 people are allowed in. It just means that uh, these are the number of en- encounters that would trigger the automatic shutdown. Uh, asylum cases fast-tracked. Uh, the shutdown authority doesn't stop until... Uh, crossings decrease significantly in the days following said shutdown. But the kicker is that Joe Biden, uh, if he is acting in the nation's interest in his estimation, he can lift that whole thing anyway. That the, the toughest part, theoretically, the toughest part of this bill is actually optional for the president. <laughs> and it ties any future president's hands of what they could do. Yeah. If they win the presidency, like, say, Trump in November. Okay. And so the cartels still run the border, basically. None of that changes. Human trafficking seems to be still, you know, in effect, really, doesn't address anything like that. And this whole, well, no amnesty or legalization of anyone already here illegally. We just want to make sure that they can vote, though, in the fall. Right. Depending on what state you're in. You know, because different states are trying to make that play. There are already rumblings of that. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw what Elon Musk actually put out on X over the weekend um, talking about this. And he just said it. Biden's strategy is very simple. Get as many illegals in the country as possible. Legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one-party state. This is why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration. Simple yet effective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he also made a point, I believe it was over the weekend, that you know I've made a lot, which is uh, if they can get it to where that base of, of new arrivals would be eligible to vote, uh, whether you're talking about local or state or even federal elections, mm-hmm. that would be a, a sort of like happy uh, uh, resolution to that. But the bigger game, and this is why the Biden administration has been dropping them off in places like Chicago and New York, I know Abbott gets the blame for that, the governor of Texas. But the vast majority of the people dropped off in these areas are courtesy of the federal government. And uh, one of the reasons is because when you look at the states where this is happening most often, those are the states that have lost congressional seats through at least two consecutive censuses. Because it used to be that, you know, you could count illegal immigrants. And then the Trump administration said, well, no, we're not going to count illegal immigrants. That's. That's rigging the game, essentially. That's why Democrats freaked out because they said, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We, we have a bunch of illegal immigrants here that we are depending on to juice the stats of the number of people who live uh, in, in, in our state. They freaked right. out about it. Oh, and that's part of changing the terminology of everything. No one is illegal. Right. We're all humans. They're migrants. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. You want to do the Boston story now? You want to do... The Democrats brain breaking. Which I wanna, way you want to go? I want to do the Democrats brain breaking here. Um, yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah, so Tennessee lawmakers are considering a school choice bill. Democrats are desperately trying to protect the current system of failure, of course. Uh, State Senator Heidi Campbell is one of the outspoken critics of school choice. This is where parents would be able to take their tax dollars with them. If they didn't like the public option, they could go to a private option, take their tax dollars with them. Uh, Now, she went on a radio show and got completely leveled because she sends her kids to private school. Oh, like a lot of these Democrats do. Oh, yeah. I mean, they 
they got the money. They're like, hey, I don't want the poors mingling with my kids. Uh, this is on the Matt Murphy show on WTN in Nashville, and I think he did a great job of pressing that issue. Oh, awesome. Where would your kids go to school if you did not send them to private school? Uh, well, you know, I mean, there's we have wonderful magnet schools here. There where, are some good public schools. Where are you zoned to go to public school? Um, Hillsboro. Why don't you send your kids I there? I think Hillsboro is actually a pretty good school. Why my don't kids, you kids your, my send kids your kids? My kids started in a school when they were um, in kindergarten, and that's their community, and that's where they feel comfortable. Um, Stop but, being a politician. Answer the question. Um, but um, this isn't about me. Yes, it is. Why did you make the choice <laughs> to send your kids to private school? I just told you. My kids started out in private school. Why did you make that choice then? I, I was coming back from Minnesota, and I wanted them to go to the school that I went to when I was a kid. Oh. It was a it was a cultural thing, the same way that you want somebody to go to a church that you go to. Oh, oh. very interesting. It was a cultural thing. You know, I <laughs> look, I... I was most comfortable sending them there. And then, the you know, the follow-up, the logical, you know, if you're trying to critically think about this is, well, then why were you more comfortable there? Because it was familiar to you or because you didn't want them hanging out with the riffraff? Because it sure seems like you just didn't want your kids commingling with the less desirables in society. That's what it sounds like. And now your mission in life is to take care of those people. Just don't let them around me or my kids. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's the it's the migrants on Martha's Vineyard. You know. It, oh yeah. It's it's like hey yeah these migrants. This seventy two hours we spent with those migrants changed our lives forever. They actually had a one year anniversary for the time when the migrants visited their island and we fed them Olive Garden and we had oh. communion with them. We broke bread with them and it was so great. But then we told them to get the hell off our island and go to the you military can't live base. Here. Yeah, you can't. You can't stay here. <laughs> I, I mean, ooh, unless I mean, you brought we'll a lawnmower stay with you for a weekend, yeah. we'll write it off on our taxes for charitable giving. But that's it. <laughs> right. That's the extent. <laughs> Scram! Get out of here. Okay, that was fantastic. Um, someone else is saying the government wants our kids to bleep up. Who is that? Oh, this is uh, uh, has to do with the state of Massachusetts, which has uh, shut down a community center in Boston to house illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah, I and of, this, man. Of course, right in the same vein of, of Democrats saying, well, we're going to protect our interest. We say we care about poor black people, but we really don't because the moment we need a space, we go to their community and take their spaces first. That's what the Democrats right. do all the time. If they can't screw over kids, they're going to screw over black people. That's what Democrats do all the time. And they've it's hard actually, to argue with that. It's two birds with one stone here because it's a community center that primarily caters to kids in Boston, in that particular neighborhood in Boston. Well, there was a clip of a guy that was like F-bomb everything the yeah. other day. Like, this, how, how does this make sense? Yeah, Fox News' Lawrence Jones went out there and talked to one resident of the neighborhood who says, hey, this is taking away a free resource uh, from our community. Yep. What's going to be the consequence of this being changed and just to migrants? Where are those kids going to go right now? Probably to the streets. To the streets. Where most of them are already at. You know, and you know, like when we look for help, it seems like the state and the governor and them people, they push us away. 
They want to turn our children to animals. They want our children to be bad and F up. Yeah. We want better for our community. But this right here is going to be a show and it's going to be crazy. It's true. Part of the reason they want that to happen as well is because when they cause a problem like, quote unquote, mass incarceration, mm-hmm. you know what then they can turn around and do? They can say, we're going to save you from that. Right. And then they make it worse. And then they continue to say, we're going to save you from that. Just look at the track record. It goes, it's so cyclical, man. On and on and on. And it was like you were talking about, it was a different topic. We were talking about, you know, parents and smartphones and social media and how it's terrible for kids. And it's like, if you're waiting for the government to fix that problem, it ain't ever going to happen. You got to do it yourself. You got to help yourself on that one. So they're not going to do it. And then this other story, man, um, woke kindergarten. And you're like, okay, they, someone called it woke kindergarten. No, that was the name of it. No, that yeah, uh, this is in the Bay Area, California, Hayward, uh, an elementary school that was struggling to boost low test scores and dismal student attendance, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. They are spending $250,000 in federal grant money for an organization called Woke Kindergarten. To train teachers to confront white supremacy, disrupt racism and oppression, and remove those barriers to learning, is what they say. (laughs) Now, for some backstory here, advocates say it is necessary for educators to confront legacies of racism and bias in schools and to talk about historic white supremacy so that students feel safe and supported. Now, uh, woke kindergarten curriculum includes wonderings which pose questions for students including if the united states defunded the israeli military how could this money be used to rebuild palestine in addition there's the woke word of the day that includes things like strike ceasefire and protest it offers students a language of the resistance to introduce children to liberatory vocabularies in a way they can easily digest understand and most importantly use in their critiques of the system Kindergartners. Well, kindergarten okay. founded by a former teacher who identifies as they, them, because of course. But guess what? <laughs> Two years into the three-year contract, <laughs> this company, yeah. even though they've, they've made a lot of money off of this, <laughs> English and math scores hit new lows last spring. Less what? than 4% of students proficient in math. Less than 4%. I thought they were supposed to remove those barriers to learning. No, and once again, you see an example of these progressive liberals putting this crap in classrooms in this particular school is overwhelmingly not white, overwhelmingly poor. They screwed them over again. Their kids don't go there. Right. Let's indoctrinate them because we want to stay in power. That's the whole game, man. Wild. Okay. Uh, oh, the 2024 election update. Everything you need to know without the BS. Straight ahead.
Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Yeah! All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's time for our update. We're going to do this every day. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm not to do an research what do you say? I guess I, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Uh, that's why we're trying to cut through right. the crap. All right. I, the, what the do you NBC, have for the update today? The NBC News poll, which has people freaking out about this. General election matchup, uh, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Uh, Donald Trump's at 47%. Joe Biden's at 42%. And Steve Kornacki, their, their head pollster, Mm-hmm. Said, you know, when we were tracking this uh, during the last election, uh, you know, there was never a time that Joe Biden trailed, and now he's down by five. Um, and then you look at the approval rating at the start of a re-election year. George W. Bush was at fifty-four percent in '04. Barack Obama at forty-nine percent in twenty twelve. Donald Trump at forty-six percent. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is nine points below where Donald Trump was. In 2020. Wow. I mean, that that's actually shocking uh, right there. And then, I mean, well, shocking if you've been following the overall mainstream mm-hmm. media narrative. Uh, thought it was interesting, too, is right now among Hispanics, Trump is plus one on it. 
I understand why, but it'll freak people out. <laughs> yeah. Trump is beating Biden among Hispanics. That is awesome. You know, one thing I had for this update today, and this was from Spectator, talking about Trump's swing state challenge. Um, and what is the challenge? It's not the polling. It's to make sure it's a fair election. And I know that ruffles some feathers, um, but in the piece, it talks about how Arizona, say, is a great example. According to the Real Clear Politics polling average, Trump leads Biden in Arizona by four and a half points. So you'd say, yeah, great chances. The fly in the ointment is Arizona's Democratic governor, Katie Hobbs. Despite the chaos and controversy that has characterized her state's last two elections, she has vetoed 21 election integrity bills passed by Republican Republicans in the legislature. Yeah. And then you look at Michigan. It's sort of the same thing. Has made her common cause with her Arizona and Wisconsin counterparts in their war on election integrity. And Republicans that are trying to make sure this is a fair fight. And you look at everything from 2020 with the mail-in ballots and the harvesting of ballots and trying to fix that. It is an uphill battle. Yeah. And in Pennsylvania. And it goes on to talk about it. So that is going to be part of the challenge. Yeah. And I've read different people saying, you know, we got to make sure to follow where these votes are at every hour of the day. Yes. No more of this showing up at 4 a.m. and no one saw it and all the cameras were turned off. You can't have that. So it'll be very interesting. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, there is a <clears throat> bipartisan uh, border security bill that uh, <laughs> provides more assistance to Ukraine than it does to the United States of America. Uh, once again, Republicans in the Senate selling out their own voters because, well, we got to look like we're doing something. Again, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has said, no, this bill is, as written, dead on arrival if, if it arrives here. It's like, I'm not even going to bring it to a vote. Uh, no, we're, we're not doing this. Okay. Something else that's making the rounds that's, I haven't heard this in a little while, but it's probably worth listening to again. It's a conversation about Black History Month that Morgan Freeman had with Mike Wallace back in the day. Wow. That is worth revisiting. Straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Now, Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins, will be back tomorrow. Well, a lot of people in big cities in America have realized, wow, we got an illegal immigration problem. Yeah. This has happened just in the last year. A lot of that has to do with, you know, Governor Greg Abbott out of Texas busing illegal immigrants to these cities. But as you've pointed out many times, David, that's also by design. Yeah. From the federal government. Yeah, the federal government has done the majority, like two overall, I think it's two-thirds of the migrants that have been uh, shipped to most of the cities uh, further north uh, have been courtesy of the federal government. And what Greg Abbott did, though, not only 
added to their problems on purpose, but it drew a bright red circle around the issue. Because at 100%. first, it was like, oh my gosh, Greg Abbott is human trafficking. Blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, wait a minute, actually, we have a big problem here, and maybe we should do something about it. I don't know. Yep. Uh, in the state of Massachusetts, uh, they've shut down a community center that's run by the state, uh, but it operates in a, in a predominantly uh, non-white, poorer area in Boston. Uh, they've shut down that community center to house illegal immigrants instead. Uh, Fox News' Lawrence Jones talked to uh, city council member Aaron Murphy about this. Roll it. I mean, I think a lot of cities across this country are, once they declare themselves a sanctuary city, I'm not sure if they knew the amount of support we were going to need to give. Was that? I, I know you're a Democrat, but do you think declaring cities as sanctuaries was a mistake in retrospect? Looking back, if our communities end up losing the services they need to live full lives, I think we may be questioning that. We do have to find a balance to make sure that nope. those migrant families a time have out a safe a place. David, listen, man, how many times just saying, listen, you say you don't have the resources to take care of the people in your communities right now. You're asking for more. How can you then put your hand up and say, sanctuary city here? bring us more people you couldn't take care of the ones you had according to you yep and now well there's a balance there was never a balance you were always asking for more then it's just the game is up now have a safe place to go but at the same time my concern i'm an elected official here i represent the whole city and i'm the chair of public health in the last two years in homelessness and i've centered my advocacy and policy on making sure that every resident has the resources they need and you but they don't you've clearly failed on that yes I think that's not anything personal this is a long list yeah. of failures not just from you but from the people that came before you at some point, you're hoping that people figure it out and maybe vote different. I don't know that they will. No. I mean, because, the, I mean, the brainwashing has been incredible. You, well, know, you can't vote for the other people. They're racist. Well, well also, okay. Yeah. I mean, what policies are working? The other thing you have to keep in mind is that the people who support those in power who keep screwing things up all the time. Mm hmm support and are more likely to vote as well are not in these areas that are quote-unquote underserved. That is true. Because if they were, those communities would not be quote-unquote underserved. Man, oh man, I know you got an update too, and it's terrible. Um, when you're just talking about crime in bigger cities and how this has gotten out of control, you look at D.C. and the carjackings, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And this is a tragic end to this story that was already terrible. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, Mike Gill is his name. He had been a part of the Trump administration. He was uh, chief of staff at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about this last week. He's sitting in his car waiting to pick up his wife uh, last week. Suspect gets in or a guy got into his car with a gun and shot him trying to carjack him. Uh, his wife winds up finding him in a pool of blood on the sidewalk. He's taken to the hospital. He has passed away. Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, so he was in the hospital for several days, and then uh, the news broke this morning that he had passed away. Um, 
Now, one of the people who was involved in the uh, carjacking was uh, later shot and killed by law enforcement. I mean, it was a carjacking spree that was going on all over the D.C. metro. Well, the person that carjacked Gil, he then shot and killed somebody else and took their car. Yeah. Before he was finally shot killed. Yeah. No, man. Again, I don't know when this stops. You have to enforce the law. You've got to get violent criminals off the street and in jail when do they think this is going to turn around that we're just going to bring what social workers out just to talk to people so they stop shooting people and mugging them and carjacking that's insanity it's just crazy it is really sad and you see this story play out but i i was thinking about this over the weekend in dc you know, were, were cities that had had problems for years after many years of work, trying things differently, mainly mm-hmm. in the deterrence realm. Yeah. They turned the cities around. I mean, Dave Chappelle had a special several years ago where he was returning to D.C. because he's from the D.C. metro. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, doing a stand-up special there several years ago. And he goes, man, D.C.'s different. He goes... Man, when I was growing up here, when crack was going on, white people were looking at D.C. with binoculars from Virginia. Like, and that was the whole joke, was that it was this crime-infested hellhole. Right. And they turned it around. They really did. I know he's making a joke about it, but they did to where it was a safe place, more or less, depending, you know, just on balance was a pretty safe place to be. Mm -hmm. And how quickly everything can get torn down. Because of some progressive, we have to think about the criminals. Because these ne'er do wells show up, and how quickly they can just burn this stuff to the ground is shocking. It happened in New York. It's yep. happened in Chicago. I mean, you see it all over the place. I mean, you you have to be tough on crime. Um, I just saw the president of El Salvador. It looks like he's going to win in a landslide again. Why? Oh yeah. If you if you know that story. He cleaned it up. Uh, the criminals, man. You don't want to be a criminal in El Salvador anymore. No. You will be in jail and you will not be treated well at all. And I understand you'll have people saying, but the human rights activists are really upset with the way these prisoners are being treated. The innocent people in El Salvador think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's why this guy's going to be reelected again. Because he cleaned the whole thing up. Wasn't it like 90%? voting for him or something like that it's i forget the number but it was like wow yeah well he's a dictator Uh, by your definition i don't know exactly what you mean by that are you mad that he actually cleaned it up right and put the criminals in jail i i don't quite understand um i did want to play this because this was making the rounds over the weekend because i've heard you know many different people talk about this especially over the last few weeks And it seems to be people are waking up to this sort of idea where the people that are in power, the elites, they want people fighting because of race, because it gives them more power in the end and to keep people at odds and to always make race an issue. And for some people, it is a career to be a race hustler. And you look back at this clip from 60 Minutes, and this is what, is this 20 years ago? 15, 20 years ago? It's Morgan Freeman 
talking with Mike Wallace. This is Mike Wallace, a big deal on 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. talking about Black History Month. And I don't know if this came up on your feed over the weekend, David. This was getting shared all over the place. Roll it. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why? And I'll admit, part of this is the visual because you can see Mike Wallace being frustrated at the yeah. beginning. Really? Like, really? Why not? Yeah. Well, you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. <laughs> I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Think how that would go over today. Golly. There's a lot of truth in that. In... Man, we've talked about this a million times. You go out in life and whatever different activities, it could be at work, it could be at the gym, it could be in a music ensemble, people just play. They get along. They may not see the world the same way. They may not have the same religion, worldview, whatever. But people get along all the time. But it does seem the powers that be don't want to see that happen. You know, unless it's Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs at the Grammys. Then we're going, oh, yeah. it, was, it was incredible. Oh, it was so great. This happens all the time. Right. <laughs> I, by the way, I, I I'll just say, I, I thought that was a good duet, especially because the left tried to make Luke Combs into some sort of racist for stealing a black woman's car when he covered Fast Car. From what I understood, when he was learning to play, that was one of the songs he learned to play. He loved this song. Yeah, he said it's one of his favorite songs of all time. Got permission to record it and perform it. And and Chapman was like, well, yeah, I I did a great job. But all these, like, high-minded East and West Coast liberal writers were like, oh, this is very problematic. How do we do this? And so, one, to have Tracy Chapman come out from hiding or whatever – to perform on a stage like that was was really cool to see that, knowing the context of everything that, that the left tried to make out of that cover. I thought that was a cool moment. And it was ruined because, of course, Taylor Swift stood up on her chair and the camera had to go to her. I get enough, Taylor Swift. This is a beautiful <laughs> moment, okay? I'm not even usually mad. I have not been mad about Taylor Swift through, through the entire Travis Kelsey stuff. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't bother me. That pissed oh, me off. Oh, it's insufferable. It's just insufferable. And I know people have made way too much out of it. I get all that. But it's like, I just want to watch a football game. I don't care about Taylor Swift. Whatever. But, you know, I did not watch the Grammys because it's just not for me. I did not know that they cut to her. Standing yeah. on a chair. Oh, oh yeah, goodness. she's standing up on her chair. She's singing uh, along. we got to go to Taylor Swift now, of course. Here's this beautiful moment that's happening on stage. What's Taylor Swift doing? It's like, oh, my gosh, that's Paul McCartney and Ringo with the reanimated corpses of John Lennon. and <laughs> John and George are back to life somehow. What's Taylor Swift doing about it? That's great. You know, playing that clip of Morgan Freeman and Mike Wallace, 
And I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's sort of harmonious, what Morgan Freeman was saying. And then I'm thinking Grammys. Morgan Wallen. Wait a second. He wasn't even up for a Grammy. No. He just tied a Billboard record. <laughs> that guy made a mistake one time. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's out of the club. In- man, he has now topped the Billboard 200 for 18 total weeks. That ties Garth Brooks' 1991 album, Rope in the Wind, if you remember how big that was, for most weeks at number one for a country album. But not good enough for a Grammy. No. I mean, that guy among music listeners is as big as, if not bigger than, Taylor Swift. Who do we hear about all the time is Taylor Swift. Man, that's a great point. That, That is so true. Okay, we talk about it all the time. Always seems to be a crisis out there. People were uh, watching what was happening in the Middle East over the weekend, David. Yeah. And then wondering about themselves in a way. Well, yeah, you always wonder, you know, what's going to happen with your finances? Are my Is my financial future uh, protected at all? We've certainly gone through the roller coaster over the last four years, obviously. Um, and the good news, though, is that it's not too late to diversify, hedge against inflation, et cetera. Uh, an old IRA and 401k or or 401k into gold, Birch Gold Group, they can help you out with that. And opposed to other investments, gold does thrive in times of uncertainty. It's an important part of diversifying your savings. And they can help you convert get an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it doesn't cost you a penny out of your pocket. Yeah, it's really easy to get started. Just text MVCR, you know, like Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, MVCR, to 989898 for a free info kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers. Yep, let the pros at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances through precious metals. Again, text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898 to get started. Don't know if you heard this story. Uh, Police Department New York seizing illegal scooters from migrant shelters. There's moped riding bandits all over New York. That much more coming up. With the football season wrapping up and basketball heating up, now's a great time to try the number one daily fantasy sports app. We're talking about prize picks. It is the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Very easy. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection in a wide variety of stats, and then place your entry. Yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, the huge selection of players, sports, and stats options. Plus, not to brag, I'm doing pretty well right now. Nobody likes to brag. Yeah, not bad, though. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance to keep you in the game, even if one of your players goes down. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Very simple. Just download the Price Picks app and use code MVCR. That's code MVCR on Price Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, you know, we have so many of these <clears throat> asylum seekers oh, yeah. in New York City. <laughs> you know, these young guys. Well, yeah. the guys that beat up the cops. Mm-hmm. They just get let out. That's crazy enough. Saw this other story that the police department is starting to seize illegal scooters from these migrant shelters because there's been this huge uptick in moped riding bandits Please. terrorizing New York City. First and foremost, unregistered scooters, sir. Yep. Because... No scooter is illegal. <laughs> well, these are unregistered, and people are very upset. Like, okay, what's happening here? Well, apparently, uh, these guys are taking the scooters, and then they go and steal from New Yorkers. Say, in a, particularly in Manhattan, individuals are on scooters, normally two on a scooter, and they're taking people's cell phones and AirPods, wallets, purses. We're going to be overly aggressive going after these scooters and moped on city streets. That's what the assistant commissioner of the New York Police Department said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, man, wallets, phones, jewelry. As a matter of fact, they targeted one kid that was 11 years old. No. Holy smokes. That's they a tore, tore the chains right off this 11-year-old girl's neck. Okay. You know, this is one of those things where, you know, you think about an asylum seeker mm. and you're thinking about some poor woman that's really escaping a dangerous situation, a couple of kids, and you want to provide safety and shelter to that person. These people, the ones that beat up the cops the other day and is yeah. stealing from all these different people. No, you want to see justice, if you know what I mean. I want to see them get beaten. Yes. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, trying to make sense of it all. Like, why doesn't Patrick Mahomes get a driver for his dad? Oh, gosh. What is that? His dad got another DUI. Yeah, yeah. 
Patrick Mahomes Sr. Uh, had a few beers, got in the car, was driving, apparently had a 16-ounce Coors beer. He had a tall boy. <laughs> well, you had to the third one. You're done. You lose your license. Yeah. yeah Isn't that the deal? He's gotten popped a couple of times before. Yeah. Uh, so the state of Texas, yeah, especially the three strikes thing, they don't really mess around with that. So uh, he, he might be going to prison. Well, he's going to be able to go to the Super Bowl on Sunday, I'm sure. But I don't think he's going to prison. I just can't see it happening. You're, you're not so sure, though. I can I'm not so look in sure. your eyes. Is that something we can bet on? We can do anything we want. <laughs> Would you feel bad about it? I bet he is not going to prison. Mm. He is not. You're thinking about does, it. Does jail count as well, actually? Like, in, well, it. He's not going to jail. He's not going to be in jail for any more than, what, a day or two? He's not going to be there seven days. How's that? Oh, I'll take that bet, yeah. Okay. We got five on that? that. Yep. Okay. By the way, speaking, but we got, you know, stuff about legal immigration, a bunch to get to. Real quick, though, talking about the Super Bowl, and it's weird how much these tickets will go for. And a week ago, you couldn't find even nosebleeds for much under ten grand. That has gone down considerably. Wow. It's now cheapest tickets around 5500 give or take a little. Yeah. Man, you think about how much that would cost, and if you are one with, you know, not a lot of means, but that's your team, and they lose. I just remember that Super Bowl with McNabb and T.O. with Philadelphia yeah. in the mid-aughts, and there were people like, Mortgaging homes and it was costing thirteen grand to watch the Eagles lose, and then there was a depression for like months. That's brutal. Yeah, that. I well, I know something about that. I've shelled out a lot of cash to go to two World Series games when the Astros were in it. Before I realized that Major League Baseball hates my guts. And when, your Astros were cheaters. Yeah, and they were cheaters. Um, yeah. And both of the games I went to with my stepdad, um, <sighs> they lost. Yeah. <laughs> That was tough. The one World Series they did win, though. Yeah, they did win the World Series the first time around, yeah. Yeah. So you had that. It was the memories, you know, yeah, your stepdad. You know. It was a nice gesture for everything nice. that he did for you. I remember talking about it at the time. Yeah. That's still a good thing. Yeah. So at least you have that to lean back on. Uh, in Boston right now, people are very upset for a few different reasons. There was the big Walgreens controversy because they closed because people are stealing all the time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't feel good about their staff. It's like we got to keep people safe. I mean, that's you know, I'm paraphrasing, but we, we can't do this anymore. And now they've had to take this community center, move people out of it to put illegal immigrants in there. Yeah, and people are upset. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, Fox News's Lawrence Jones was there talking to one of the residents of the neighborhood because it's a it's a free resource that they can use, and and well, now they can't. Yeah, it's free. It was a place for our children, our children. I have four children and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know, and we really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong. It's great that they want to help the immigrants. But what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably yeah. all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting yeah. what else? 
I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, yeah. but this is not the answer to help them. Now it's going to destroy our community more and mess our children up more. Yeah, they're giving them the free cash cards. Yeah. Yeah, that's just part of it. It's insanity. Of course it is. I, I don't know what else you can say. I mean, obviously, we all know what it's about. It's to change the voting demographic to stay in power forever. It's the only thing that's ever made sense. been saying this for three years now. Still the only thing that makes sense. You look at the immigration bill out there. doesn't really stop illegal immigration. Nope. It's crazy. And I remember that clip you had from Friday, that dude in Boston. He was out of his mind. Oh, yeah, he was. You had to do a little overtime editing that guy. My goodness. I don't give a f about the motherfucker that was born and raised here. Y'all raised the rent so high. What was that again? Raised the rent so high. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't afford to live here, but y'all gonna bring some other motherfucker here? That doesn't yeah. add up. Yeah. It doesn't make no sense. None. None. I'm homeless. I work a full time job, 40 hours. And can't pay to live here. How the f are y'all gonna bring somebody else here? Don't make no f sense. Yeah. None. Who gets the job of trying to talk him down a little bit? Uh, I don't want that gig. I'm just gonna let him go. Yeah. I think that's probably wise. Um, maybe Joe Biden could show up and try to talk to him a little bit. <laughs> he could explain to him that he once knew a guy named Corn Pop, and he was yeah. a bad dude. Was a bad dude. I don't want to get my chain out. Right, exactly. I mean, if you, you always have to keep in the back of your mind that Joe Biden's keynote uh, story, anecdote, about racial healing involved him <laughs> threatening to whip a black man with a length of chain. Correct. Bad dude, too. Right. Corn Bob. But Joe stood up to him. And that's, uh, that's his story of rac racial rec reconciliation. Yes. But I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Joe Biden was like, I know how to get black guys in line, threaten to beat them. <laughs> what the hell? That is, it's still an all-timer. That will never end. Okay, I know we got to move on to this stuff. All right, so you had a couple of clips from 60 Minutes. We haven't gotten to all of them yet. And you're saying in the end it's good that 60 Minutes did this because it's showing probably some of their audience that don't know how bad this is? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I was surprised they did it. Uh, but, yeah, 60 Minutes sent a crew down to a section of the border in Southern California where there's a gap in the fence. It's just a little hole next to a hill, but it's literally advertised on social media all over the world as, hey, here's how you get in right here. We'll, we'll pack you up in an SUV on the Mexican side of the border and we'll drop you off right here. You go through this little hole. The gap is what they call it. You go through the gap. You walk about a half mile, Border Patrol will meet you, and then they'll give you a nice ride to some place with air conditioning or heating, depending on the time of year. It's really nice. Well, once you get on the other side of it, though, you're, you're on private property, and it happens to be owned by a dude named Jerry Schuster, who was interviewed by 60 Minutes. And to me, I, I think this really underlines how frustrating this whole thing is because he got arrested after he was threatened by a group of migrants who were messing with his property, who were, like, chopping down trees on his land. Um, and um, 
Goodness. He, he got surrounded when he confronted them, so then he goes back to his home and he brings out a gun, and then yeah. he shot it once in the air. He got arrested, never charged, but the state of California took his gun from him. Arrested for a warning shot. Yes. And this guy's an immigrant himself. Yes, he is. Yeah, from Yugoslavia. But right. Yeah, and he, here's part of the uh, conversation there. Okay. Have you said to anybody, hey, there's this giant hole, they're coming through, how about patching that up? They know that thing is there. And uh, we we all been telling them, hey, when this thing gonna quit over here? You gotta call Washington D.C. That's what they say. I like that question. Have you ever told anyone? Yeah. You know, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. Nope. Of course he has. So we did. U.S. Customs and Border Protection told us their agents don't have authority to stop people from coming through gaps like this one, and can only arrest them after they've entered illegally. As for closing that gap, they said it is on their priority list. No, it's not. Their priority is to get as many people here as possible so they can vote. Dude, I'm just saying, you need if you need financial help that much, you can get plywood from Home Depot or Lowe's for, I mean, I don't know, 25 bucks or so. If you want the good stuff, $47. I'll splurge on it myself and drive it down there and help you nail it up. See, that would be awesome. I'm just saying. And for those of you that don't know, David is that friend. That if you want to gripe and moan about something at home, he will tell you how to fix it, what to go buy, and all that. When honestly, uh, at the time, like I just want to complain, man. Right. I'm not looking for a fix unless you want to do it. Because I don't know how to do that. But, because your hour and a half project for me will be seven hours, and it'll but, be all jacked up. But this is, you're talking like, a, I don't know, maybe a four-foot wide gap? Yeah, you're that telling we me could you, fix. We could do that. I think even Robinson and I could handle that. You, you can't. You can't just like put a boulder there or something. You don't. Do, do they not have Home Depots in California? I don't know, man. It's so frustrating. Again, it's we're all playing pretend in a way, right? Like they really want to do something about it. They don't. They love this problem. Meanwhile, it does look like the Democrats are losing some voters that are seeing the light here. Yeah. This was on MSNBC? Yeah, well, NBC News had this poll that has shocked a lot of people that, you know, not everybody thinks that Donald Trump is Satan incarnate. incarnate. I know. And one of the uh, things that's been curious for them is about, let me try to find the numbers, actually, uh, from the NBC News poll. Uh, when you break it down by demographics, Trump is leading by 17 uh, with whites. Uh, he is leading with Hispanics by one. And as of right now, at least, according to this poll of nationally, he's getting, what, what is that, uh, 41% support from African Americans? Boy, I'd love to see that broken down by male-female, too. That has got to be panicking the Democrats, because generally oh, yeah. the magic number for Republicans among black voters is somewhere around 12%. Some people say it's 14. Some people say it's 10. I don't think it's that low, but somewhere, you know, split the difference. Call it 12. If you can get that, you, you're, yeah. you're pretty good. Um, and if he's getting 40, <laughs> then that's, that's wow. disastrous for the Democrats. Now, again, I don't know if it's real. You always have to take every poll with a grain of salt, but sure. it's very interesting. So MSNBC did a focus group with black voters in South Carolina, and they're asking one young black man, so wait a minute, you have friends that say they're going to vote for Donald Trump? 
<laughs> okay, roll it. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once, you know, for actually for a president, and Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that, well, Trump, we had money. Well, okay. Wow. (laughs) I'm sure that was a huge shock to all the whites at MSNBC. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah, How is this not working? Weird little guy, Chris Hayes, is like, but have you not seen the CPI? number that's that's gone down to like three and a half percent yeah get chris hayes out there to interview some of those guys i want to see how that goes that you have to vote for biden i'd love to see that that would be great much more to get to including a racial justice advocate telling white people being on time is racist i'm not joking coming up Getting life insurance can be overwhelming. There are so many options out there. Plus, let's face it, the reason you need to get life insurance isn't exactly fun to talk about. Yeah, but it's important, and Policy Genius can help. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job with policy genius you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 dollars per year for one million dollars of coverage some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams they work for you not the insurance companies save time save money and provide your family with a financial safety net by using policy genius head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save that's policygenius.com Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash MVR. That's netsuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash MVR. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So what do you think about all the governors showing up to Texas? Support of Governor Greg Abbott. I, I think it, it was a come and take it kind of moment. Which is good. I mean, I, I think that's a warning shot. I mean, I, again, I kind of get tired of the photo ops when it comes to this issue. Yeah. 
and just sort of say, okay, we'll do something. Well, at least, you know, Greg Abbott is doing something, uh, and these other governors have pledged to do something as well. So, you know, there's some action behind it. It's not just saying we're highlighting the issue. It's actually saying, hey, we're going to support Texas if push comes to shove with the federal government. Well, I mean, you have all of these different cities saying we can't take any more. And then when you have the Eric Adams in New York and the Brandon Johnson in Chicago, both trying to say they're picking on us because we're men of color. And the mayor of Denver is like, well, we can't take any more either. Yeah. We got to ship them out of here. You know, this, this doesn't make any sense. And you see, you know, the crime in so many different places. There's like all these separate problems going on all at the same time. And it so happens over the weekend, you know, there's a UFC fight and a Brazilian fighter wins. He's not American. Um, but man, his goal is to be an American and he wants to fight for justice in the end. I understand you win a fight and you're pumped up. There's no doubt about it. The adrenaline's just got to be pumping. Um, but the reason he's getting so much attention now is not so much because he won his fight. It's because of what he said afterwards. This is Renato Moicano. And I think I got all the swear words out. His English is a little broken, but there's one word he's perfected. Okay. I'll tell you that. It starts with F. But here it is. I love this. He loves this bleeping country. Okay. Go ahead. I love this America, you know. I'm not American, but I will be. My green card is three years. In two years, I will be a American. And after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. I want to be a SWAT team, and I want to kill the bad guys. Got that? Wants to be a police officer, a SWAT, and he wants to kill the bad guys. Yeah, okay. I'm all, sign that guy up. Man, make no mistake. That is right, and that is wrong. And people are forgetting about that. People are going crazy. That's why I, I want more kids. I want people to go to the church. They want people to respect the law. Otherwise, okay. So, a few things you don't always hear together. Yeah. You know. Uh, so again, after he's done with fighting, he's going to serve <laughs> as a police officer, SWAT, all that. Um, people are going crazy. That's why he wants more kids. And he wants people to go to church and people to respect the bleeping law. I think we can find common ground there. Yes. Yeah. The church. They want people to respect the law. Otherwise, this great country in the world is going to be a third world country. And I don't want a dead motherfucker. He doesn't want this to be a third world country. Yeah, and that's right. what's going to happen. Yeah. So you think he's done? Not quite. Something's wrong in America. <laughs> and I want you motherfuckers to fix it right now. Right now. Okay. We get all the... All right, good. Isn't that great? <laughs> that is great, man. <laughs> I'm going to kill the bad guys. That's what yes. SWAT teams do, right? Welcome them in. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Biggest story today, David. Sorry. Isn't that great? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm going to be on the SWAT team, which apparently he thinks is a kill squad. It can be. So, I mean, yeah, push comes to shove. Yeah, I don't want to be on the wrong end of the, of the barrel on that one, but. No doubt. Two years, I would be a fuck. American. And yeah. after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. Yes. I want to be a SWAT team, and I want to kill the bad guys. Okay. So why do you want to be a police officer? I want to bleep and kill the bad guys. Yes. 
I, okay. You're not hired, is what every police department in America would say. Oh, come on. You got to be someplace in Florida, Texas, Tennessee. <laughs> so, come on. Find room. All right. News update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins will be back tomorrow. News update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, we've got the bipartisan border security bill that now is crucial to solving the crisis that Joe Biden himself caused and could put a stop to. Even Bill Maher over the weekend said he could do it right now. He doesn't need that. No, we don't, we, we don't need $60 billion for Ukraine to secure our southern no. border. Uh, Will Chamberlain, a writer, uh, uh, put it, I think, in some interesting context. Dems in Who 20, is it? Who uh, Will it? Chamberlain. Man, I, Not Wilt, I, no. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> someone's channeling Wilt right now? He's had enough. Okay, go ahead. Dems in 2021, there's no crisis at the border. Dems in 2022, there's no crisis at the border. Dems in 2023, there's no crisis at the border. Dems in 2024... There's been a crisis at the border for years, and if House Republicans don't pass this bill, it's their fault. Yes, that's so true. Uh, there's no CRT in schools. There's no CRT. It right. is in schools, and it should be. Yeah, right. Puberty blockers aren't going to kids, teens, 13, 14-year-olds. That is not happening. That is right-wing propaganda and lies okay it is happening and it should happen it's gender affirming care right it's it's like issue after issue after issue <laughs> that you hear on this so sickening yeah okay someone's calling this an invasion no way how sharpton is yeah i mean i'm i'm literally trembling right now Wait a second. I've heard before from MSNBC, if you call this an invasion, you are, in fact, racist. racist. Yes, and it's, it's, it's harmful. And this is Nazi Germany-type uh, speak, if you Heck call yes. it an invasion. Al Sharpton what? Uh, talking to Senator Chris Murphy, one of the Democrats, pushing this bipartisan bill at the border and said, hey, look, you know, you— Really, what you need to do is put the pressure on these Republican holdouts, these these senators who may not like this bill very much. You need to put the pressure on them to say, hey, look, you own the border crisis if you don't approve this. And then he used okay. very dangerous language. Couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Mm. <laughs> invasion. Wow. Dangerous words. <sighs> I have a quick question. You yeah. may not know the answer. With Al Sharpton, okay, the whole lot of people, and even some that will admit it on the left, he's a bit of a punchline. Like, you know, he's like the ambulance chaser. A little bit. 
I mean, and it's had that reputation for a long time, yet they still put him on again and again and again wherever he shows up and always on MSNBC. Is that because some people still truly hold him in high regard? I, I think it's an or access. is it just it doesn't matter we just put them on because that's who it is I think it's an access thing because the people in power or who were in power when he was relevant are still in power and say he's relevant got it so okay I mean most people don't really care what Al Sharpton has to say it's just that you know the powers that be say well it's Al Sharpton and also he might know where some bodies are buried and I don't want to get into that Write the check. He won't come after right. us sort of thing. Al Sharpton's probably, probably sitting on a tape of Joe Biden saying the N-word over and over again. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. Um, did see this over the weekend. Always, you know, trying to learn, you know, trying to do the work. Yeah, okay, I course. can't even make that up. It's, it's an absolute scam. Um, this is a woman... And Libs of TikTok shared it. But this is a woman that is a racial justice advocate. Okay. And one of the things she does is, you know, try to educate white people on their, quote, whiteness to do better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you thought that being on time for something, like a Thanksgiving dinner, was just good manners, that's your whiteness getting in the way. Okay. I don't know if I could explain it. She could probably explain it better than me. I want to paint the picture. Uh, how do I say this in a nice way? It doesn't look like she would be one that would want to be late for a meal. Um, Girthy. Uh, uh, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, full-figured. Kinkalicious. Yeah. Um, kind of a, a big sort of fro within the dark-rimmed glasses that you have to have with the outfit. And then the Chicago WNBA team uh, hoodie on delivering the message. As a racial justice advocate, I'm often invited to give talks or to do workshops where I talk to white people about race. A big part of my practice is to offer real life stories, examples, that type of thing that help white people to be able to identify white supremacy in everyday life. My husband's family is white and I often use the cultural differences between my family and his family. By the way, in a lot of the comments of this, like married to a white guy, really? Interesting. Okay, go ahead. As a way to help white people see their whiteness. There's one example that I use that always gets a ton of pushback. My husband and I were late to our first Thanksgiving with his family. I okay, and she says that in quotes, late. Okay, like that's what they said, like late. Right. G got it. I say late because it started at 12. We got there at 1210. But whenever we got there at 1210, everybody was already sat down and eating. I didn't know that. I use this illustration to point out that different cultures have different understandings of time, lateness, and what it means to be polite. Without fail, a white person will push back and say that lateness is impolite. I always use this as a teachable moment. I usually ask a series of- Hold on a second, just to make sure you're still engaged, David. Mm -hmm. Are you understanding this teachable moment? Are you understanding is, your whiteness right yes, now? It is a t she is teaching me that, that she's an idiot. <laughs> No, that's your whiteness getting in the way of doing the work and learning, man. Come on. I usually ask a series of pointed questions that challenge their assumptions. Sometimes it takes a lot of work. But by the end, they're able mm. to identify how white cultural dominance works in this one small area of life, which opens the door for them to start peeling the onion. <laughs> end of message. 
So that's I don't know, just man. One little thing. Went to a barbecue of a friend of mine's in college, and we were a little bit late, and everybody was sitting down and eating, and Dad just says, "We're not waiting for y'all to show up. I'm hungry." <laughs> I mean, that was that yeah, was it. It's fine. It starts. You know what? Maybe this is what we should do. Um, and I know Robbins is back tomorrow. Maybe we start the show at a quarter after. All right. To let everyone know that we're doing the work. Right. Exactly. It would be what our privilege if we started the show on time. It's true. Yeah. We start it when we start it. That's it. Yeah. Your rules. Just because you keep a clock. You know, some of the different comments. You do wonder, okay, I don't think it works this way. What if someone said to her, um, you can't speak to me, you know, as a white person because you're not white? No. Oh, there would be shrieking, wouldn't there? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't work the other way. No. No, that's just part of the rules. I just wonder, she said that she gets hired to go give speeches. Yeah, by white does, people. Does they it, give her money for that. It's do, it is the biggest scam I've ever heard. Does the advertisement for her speech say noon ish? Yeah, can you imagine showing up late for her seminar? Yeah. I'm trying to check my privilege. Yeah, right. It's like, well, I, I was I know I was an hour late, but uh that was actually the first lesson of our seminar today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually embracing this now. I like that. Yeah, that would be something, man. You just have somewhere you don't really want to go to, and then you, and you know there's a bunch of like white liberals who love this kind of stuff. You yes. just say, yeah, I know I was 45 minutes late to your, <laughs> I don't know, travel slideshow extravaganza, but uh, I was just checking my privilege. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to do the work. It's not that I didn't want to be here on time. Don't misunderstand me. I want to be here. But I'm right. just making sure that I'm not a slave to the clock. Because Whitey told me to be. <laughs> it's so nonsensical. And if you want to work hard, anything else, yeah, that's yeah. that's just your whiteness speaking. Okay. All right. I think this is about had its time. I think people are yeah. starting to say, all right, enough. I, I it, it, Out of good heartedness, I went along for a little while. No more. A lot of us have said this for a long time, but no, go away now. I uh, saw this out of the New York Post. At least four migrants busted for pickpocketing strangers on the subways. Oh, there you go. Asylum seekers. Yeah. Uh, one of them being Maria Manara. She's 32, uh, being housed at the Rowe New York City Hotel in Times Square. Nice. Um, well, she was caught Tuesday. She snatched a 25-year-old woman's cell phone on this packed train at, what, 42nd Street? Uh, a day later... Um, Michelle Sequera of Venezuela was busted for allegedly ripping a cell phone out of a woman's hands on the downtown platform at Grand Central. Um, you hear this victim yelling, she has my phone. She's running away. You're like, you're seeing all this stuff. It sounds like, you know, stuff you would see around New York all the time. Um, but what is getting people more and more upset is seeing, wait a second. She... She's been arrested six times for this? Yeah. In the last seven months? Yeah. How, how about you get arrested for that once and uh, convicted on that once and you're gone? You don't stay in the country anymore. An asylum seeker, I always thought was sort of like, hey, I'm running or they're going to kill me. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be a terrible situation. I, I just want safety here. And you're ripping people off. This other woman... 
arrested eight times in six months since she got to New York. You've got to be kidding me. We can't. What? They can't deport these people? Uh, no. Apparently they can't. Because that's the law. Yeah. They... From a, a sanctuary city law, which is a made up law. Yes. Which, again, in the end, makes no sense whatsoever. We live in the upside down, yes. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one more thing from the upside down, and this was from the Wall Street Journal, and I don't know that I buy this. The hottest new bedtime for 20-somethings is like an old person's bedtime between 9 and 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe a few people in New York. Is this across the country? You could hit us up on social media. Not that I see. I don't know. I see well... plenty of people in their 20s, younger from my kids, their friends, I don't see anybody in bed between 9 and 10. I don't know. It may be a thing on the coast. It may also be a thing of the you know people who are surveyed on this. You know, We hear about a mental health crisis and, well, clinical depression and chronic isolation doesn't necessarily lend itself to wanting to be awake. But that is true. In the piece, though, they said, okay, the average time they're going to bed is just after 10. But the idea is that these people are understanding the link between sleep and health more than previous generations did and are prioritizing sleep over any, you know, FOMO that they might have about missing out on late night activities. No. Says that doesn't mean they're not going out. They talked to several young adults who said they just go out for dancing and drinks at five or six o'clock. Not in the morning, PM. Yeah. Like it's the early bird special. It's like everyone's living in the villages in Florida, except they're doing that in Manhattan. Right. I, I don't buy that. No. Well, they don't actually have friends. Maybe that's what that's it is. That's really what it is. I think it's going out to the club means you played Dance Dance Revolution. Got it. And drank a skinny margarita and then went to bed, you know, after feeding your fishes or ferrets or whatever. Right. So... They go to the Super Bowl party this weekend. Yeah. They leave at halftime because it's just going to be so late. Yeah, well, they, just trying to be healthy. They don't go to parties, see, because they don't have friends. <laughs> well, that's true. Forgot about that. Might be a hanger on or something like that. Um, boy, speaking of football, you know, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. You know this. Yeah. Nobody likes a bragger, but well, I, I mean, do when you're uh, when you're buying dinner. Yeah, it's the easiest way to play. You just select two to six players, uh, check out their stat projections, pick more or less, and uh, submit your picks, and you're off to the races there. Well, this happens, too. You will say you don't know a whole lot about the NBA, yeah. but you are on a roll, and yeah. maybe that's to your advantage. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think so. You know, as long as you just look up, something like points per game or whatever and you make your picks and you know more often than not you're you're right i mean i'm looking at it right now i've won uh 772 dollars in the last smokes. month or so mostly on basketball a store a sport i don't care about at all no you'll go through the picks with me and i'll be like yeah, yeah. well yeah I'm, wow i'm shocked and of course there's going to be a lot of stuff for the super bowl this deal you can explain this mahomes throws for more than one yard you win? Yeah, they have specials going on uh, occasionally where a stat will be crazy low. It's a discounted stat. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if, if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard this Sunday, you can win. Okay. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Just download the Prize Picks app and use code MVCR. Yeah, that's code MVCR on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. 
Uh, prize picks, as they say, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Awesome. All right. We got to get to another news update. Also, Nimrod's in the news. Boy, a couple of doozies. Well, one guy, he had to use the bathroom. Men's rooms fully goes into the ladies' room. That was a bad idea. Yeah, you want to hear this one coming up. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Real quick before Nimrods, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, a deer did break into a house in Texas, Spring, Texas. Yeah. This woman was spending the night with her boyfriend. She comes home the next morning, and she's got a visitor. Oh, boy. I opened the door, and just about 15 feet in front of me was a deer just staring at me, and we just stared at each other for probably 15, 30 seconds because I had no idea how to even process the fact that there was a deer standing <laughs> in my kitchen. All my belongings were spread out everywhere. He managed yeah. to turn on the sink, and don't, so all <laughs> my belongings got wiped off the counter into the sink, and the water was running over them. Um, he managed to also turn on my hair dryer. Almost felt like maybe I need to go play the lottery because what are the, the odds that you know that would even happen? Kind of crazy. Yeah. The cops came in, subdued the deer. Mm. Gonna be all right now. All right. And with that, we get the Nimrod. Roll. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right, short on time. Make it fast. Young dude, San Bernardino, California, public park. Men's room full, goes in the ladies' room. 
Two ladies follow him behind. Come back out, tell their friend Pervin there. Friend shoots him in the knee. Well. He's not a perv. <laughs> that guy's arrested. And that's Nimrod's in the news. <laughs>